The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Our sermon text comes from Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. In the name of Jesus, who has accomplished for us the greatest goal of all, eternal life in his name, dear fellow redeemed. In college, I only minored in business. Pastor Drew had no business in his background. So we don't pretend to know a whole lot about what it takes to smoothly and effectively run a successful business. However, we do know that any entrepreneur who would like to have a successful business is almost always gonna get the same advice. The most important part of your business plan are the goals that you set. To try and help companies understand how to effectively implement good goals for themselves, George T. Doran, a consultant and former director of corporate planning for Washington Power Company, published a paper 42 years ago in Spokane, Washington. The paper is titled, There is an S-M-A-R-T way to write management's goals and objectives. To this day, if you Google attainable goals, you'll be directed to hundreds of articles outlining his smart method and giving you tips on how to apply it to whatever your business endeavors may be. Many of you have probably heard before that church is not a business. Sure, we have budgets, a governing board, usually at least one employee, the pastor, but our success is not measured in income, subscribers, or any other metric that other companies would gauge success by. Our success is based on one goal alone, which the Apostle Paul sums up for us nicely in 1 Corinthians 2.2. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And yet, there are some helpful things that we can realize by applying Doran's S-M-A-R-T goal-setting system for our own faith lives. As we examine the goals the Lord sets out for us in Psalm 119, we will be considering the nature of those goals through the lens of S-M-A-R-T system. And so our theme today is God's goals for us are smart. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. First, God's goals are S, specific. Verse 9 of our text asks the question, How can a young man cleanse his way? This, of course, is not restricted to young 
to young men or uh, to anyone else, any person of every age, male or female. And it implies that our way needs cleansing. This by itself is not always a given in our minds, and especially in the world around us. Clean has become a subjective term. If you ever had a roommate or have a spouse, you know that your idea of clean might not always be the same as their idea of clean. And that attitude of relativity has spilled over into the realm of morality as well. Ask anyone and they'll tell, ask anyone what they'll tell God when he asks them the reason he should let them into heaven. Most of them will say, well, I've been pretty good. Or they may even nonchalantly remark, I'm on the highway to hell, almost wearing their condemnation as a badge of courage. But God specifically tells us what he means when he uses the word clean, which in Hebrew is zakah and can also be translated pure. God's smart goal for his saints is complete purity, not a single spot spot or stain of sin. So now to the letter M in S-M-A-R-T. Is that a measurable goal? Yes, it is. Because it's not a matter of charting how much or how little you have sinned. It's a matter of if you have sinned, ever, at all. And that's a pretty simple measurement to take. The rich young ruler in Matthew 19, for example, believed that he had kept himself clean and pure. And when Jesus told him that to enter eternal life, he needed to keep all the commandments, the man complained, all these things I have kept from my youth, what more do I lack? In reply, Jesus instructed him to go and sell his many possessions, giving the proceeds to the poor and follow him. And the man went away sorrowful because he realized that he loved money more than God. Psalm 119 answers the question of how you can cleanse yourself in the same way in verse 9. By taking heed according to your word. And he continues in verse 10. With my whole heart I have sought you. In verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart. In verse 13, I have declared your judgments. And 14, I have rejoiced in your testimonies, much as in all riches. You'll notice a lot of synonyms in these verses. Your word, your judgments, your testimonies are all talking about the same thing. God's word, specifically his law. And here comes the kicker. The letter A. Is the goal attainable? You tell me. Nod your head yes or shake your head no. Have we kept the Ten Commandments? Can we keep the Ten Commandments? You should all be shaking your head. (laughs) It's a bit frustrating, isn't it? 
The Lord, through the psalmist, asks how a man can cleanse his way. And then Jesus answers that question in Matthew 5. You say you've broken the, you haven't broken the fifth commandment? I say to you that whoever hates his brother is a murderer. You say that you haven't broken the sixth commandment? I say to you that whoever looks on a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So you say you haven't broken the eighth commandment with an uncertain oath? Is your yes always yes? And your no always no? And anything more is from Satan himself. So what's the point then of Psalm 119? It seems to be written by someone who is under the delusion that he was perfect. When in Romans 3.23, we know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is not a goal we can attain. A young man cannot cleanse his way and earn eternal life. We cannot bridge the gap between ourselves and God. What's to be done about that? Nothing on our part. Though we have completely separated ourselves from God, God has come to us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Not only is the goal of cleansing and eternal life achievable through him, he has already, it has already been achieved through him. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So while you cannot cleanse your way, own way, your way has indeed been cleansed. Read our sermon text again. We have not always taken heed to God's word, but Jesus did. We have not always hidden his word in our hearts like a precious, we, like a precious treasure, but Jesus did. We have not always declared his judgments as we should, but Jesus did. We have not always rejoiced in his testimonies, but Jesus did. He did all these things that we failed to do, so that when he was raised from shame and ridicule upon the cross to suffer all the punishment of sin, he could pronounce, it is finished. He died so that when you were baptized in his name, your sins were washed away. The spotless Lamb of God crumpled beneath his Father's wrath so that whenever we come to him for cleansing and forgiveness, he grants it. So you should, of all shaking your heads, know when I asked before if the goal of purity and life everlasting was an attainable one. But now I ask you again, is the goal attainable? Yes. Christ, in Christ, it is attainable. It is already assured. When God looks at you now, he sees only 
the perfect record of righteousness that his beloved son has gifted you by faith. The whole point of the S-M-A-R-T system is to help people achieve their worldly goals. But God's goals for you are truly smart because they require nothing from you. When we stand before the judgment seat on the last day, the success rate for entry into the eternal mansions to heaven is 100% for all those who trust in Jesus as their Savior. But Psalm 119 isn't just a tool for us to show how sinful we have been and how much we need Christ for our salvation. Let's look at the letter R. Relevant. God's word is relevant today, no matter how much the world tries to convince us that it isn't. An old seminary professor once described Psalm 119 as the prayer of a perfectly sanctified Christian. In other words, this is the prayer of the perfect new man that has been created in us through the Spirit. You'll notice that in verses 15 and 16 of our text, that the verbs change from the past tense to the future tense. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. God's goals for us are smart, not only because his word reveals to us the promise of forgiveness and grace through Christ, but instructs us on how we now, as his redeemed children, are blessed when we hear and live according to his relevant word. It reveals to us how relevant the word is in a world that is so darkened by sin and iniquity that even those basic moral pillars seem ready to crack and give way. It reveals to us how relevant this word is when proclaimed by his people to share the good news of salvation to those who are having a difficult time, even, even knowing which way is up. And while we want to be that believer who is speaking in Psalm 119, we still have the old Adam lurking behind every corner and standing in every dark shadow of our lives. The relevance of God's word is beyond question but it's hard to see that for ourselves or share that for others if we aren't immersed in his word every day. But don't get turned around on that either. Being in the word isn't a chore. It is something, it's not something that you have to do. It's something that you get to do. So ask an orphan how precious his adoption papers are. Ask a pa cancer patient how many times they've looked at clean scans they got after painful chemotherapy. Ask an addict how important that one-year coin is to them. That's precisely what the gospel is to us and more. What could be more relevant to your day, everyday life than the goal that God has set and attained for you? Nothing. And as we continue to strive to be Psalm 119 Christians, we can also take joy in the knowledge of God's S-M-A-R-T goals for us. T, time-bound. 
the struggle we have between the old Adam and this, of our sinful nature and the new man of our faith has a time limit. We don't know how long we have on this earth. Only the Father knows when He will call us home or when the Son will return in glory to judge the living and the dead. But it won't be forever. The day will come when that unpleasant struggle will be brought to an end and the new man will be crowned the victor over sin, death, and the devil for Jesus' sake. He himself has said in Matthew 25 that the day is soon coming when the Son of Man will come in his glory and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. So I think that we're humble enough not to say to everyone, we're smart. We may not even think that we're smart. The world certainly doesn't call us smart. Who in the secular world would ever say that a Christian is smart? Who lives and thinks and acts? A Christian who lives and thinks and acts all according to a book that has little proof of validity and was written thousands of years ago? But despite our own inabilities, despite churches being shut down left and right, Despite the downward spiral of society as a whole, we know and believe one God thing, one thing for sure. God's goals for us are smart. His goal for us is specific, eternal life. His goal for us is measurable. We cannot earn it ourselves. His goal for us is attainable. It has been achieved for us already through Jesus Christ. His goal for us is relevant, especially as sinners living in a sin-filled world. And finally, his goal for us is time-bound, because we look forward to the day when Christ will remove our sin from us and remove us from this sinful world to be with him forever. Praise be to God, whose ways are as high above ours as the heavens are from the earth, and who has set S-M-A-R-T, goals for us, his children. Verse 12 in our text. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. In Jesus' name, amen.